Yay, you came back for part two of our summer retrograde series. This is Siobhan, and I will skip the long intro for now. Let's just dig right into it with Uranus in Taurus. So next up, we have Uranus. Now, Uranus is currently chilling out in the sign of Taurus, and it will be chilling in that sign for the next seven years. So we have a while to see how Uranus plays into the very Taurus elements of that sign. From August 7th to July 9th, uh, excuse me, to July 6th of 2019, we are going to see this planet go retrograde in the sign of Taurus. So let me give you a, a brief overview of direct versus retrograde for this particular placement. Uranus in Taurus is going to shake up create upheavals, create some disruptions that facilitate breakthroughs, innovations, change, forward movement as it relates to core Taurus elements. So that's what it's going to be doing for the next seven years. What are some of those core Taurus elements? Well, how we make money, how we spend our money, where we choose to spend our money, how we indulge in ourselves, what is self-care. Self-care, I feel like, is a very Taurus thing, uh, as self-care is about really focusing the energy on healing yourself first before assisting and facilitating the healing of others or simply engaging in the world. And that is a very Taurus concept. Other elements include how you love, the relationships you choose to bond and to bind yourself to, equally the convictions you choose to bind yourself through, the ideologies, the way you see the world. Uh, Tauruses get a bad rap for being really stubborn uh, and having an inability to see something that is a little bit out of the box. Tauruses like what is real. If they can touch it, if they can see it, if they can feel it, then it's real. Everything outside of that, including something like astrology, for many Tauruses is bullshit. They don't have uh, the, the best reputation for looking at the world abstractly. Uranus in such a fixed, steady, earthy, grounded sign is a bit of a they don't make they don't make nice bedfellows, right? Uh, Uranus wants to change things. Taurus wants to keep things as they are. So over the next seven years, these elements uh, that that are closely tied to Taurus, these elements also exist for every other sign. So how Uranus chooses to shake up those particular areas of your life your personal finances, your job, your the career type you've chosen, uh, your love life, how you show love, uh, the, the reciprocity in your relationships, where you uh, come and connect to your family, how you disconnect from your family, how you view problems. Do you, are you open-minded to different solutions? Are you still kind of settling in for what you've always known? That kind of shit is all going to be touched by Uranus. Uranus will create disruptions, create uh, a bit of off-putting, uh, off-putting events, create instabilities, an effort to see change and breakthrough manifest in your life. Why? Because it's about the highest good. So Uranus comes in and says, we don't care how you've been doing it for the past 10, 15 years. We don't give a shit what you think is right and what you think is real. We are going to present you opportunities and situations that challenge 
your mode of operandi for that. For some of us, that's a welcomed visitor. It's like, yes, please, like I need, I need to get out of this rut, right? And whatever that rut is, when it comes to your money, when it comes to your love life, when it comes to uh, your uh, sense of worth and your sense of, of self-worth and, and worth in your family and your home. I need I need something. I need some kind of shift. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people who like that, who like the chaos of life. If you are on the opposite side of that spectrum and find your life very comfortable and you like exactly how it is, the way it is, and you want to continue doing that way, you may find some of this Uranus uh, change and upheaval a bit off-putting, even if you like a little bit of both. I'll take a little chaos here, but I like this particular part of my life steady. Well, you don't get to pick and choose. It is, again, energy that creates uh, movement and shifts uh, and breakdowns in order to facilitate the highest good, the highest level of success uh, and ascension that we can have as individuals. In retrograde, that energy is turned inward. So as opposed to looking at the situations outside of us and what happens around us that may disrupt our life, we're now looking at us. So what are you holding on to that you need to let go of? Uh, why are you choosing to work at a job you hate just because it makes you money? Is there a better way, a different way to make money, invest your money, start something new? Is this the time when you actually get off your ass and create a business plan and, and kick off your business? Is the business that you thought you wanted your entire life, maybe you thought you wanted a coffee shop for your whole life, you always wanted to just be a little baby barista, are you rethinking that now and saying, well, maybe that's actually not what I want to do because I don't want to be in the restaurant business. I don't want to deal with food service. I don't want to deal with any of that. All of that kind of internal change, internal work. Um, are you loved the way you want to be loved? Do you want to be loved deeper and haven't had the opportunity or have been too afraid to demand that? Are you reciprocating love in the way you've done it for every single partner? And now you actually want to be different and have a different identity in your relationships. And are you attracting kind of the same person that also just fits into that model of how you love? Or is this time for you to start thinking outside of the box in your romantic life and looking at others or, or switching your gaze to kind of see other unique traits and possibilities in people, not just your type? All of that internal work, questioning who you've been and what you've always done and what you've always known, getting you to really look at your self-worth. Do you value yourself enough? Is the price high enough for who you are and your soul and your integrity? Are you truly living up to the persona that you put out to the world? Or is that all bullshit? And if it is, what needs to change? What needs to happen in order to make it real? That's what Uranus comes in and does. And in that retrograde cycle, it is a time for deep work for you to re reset and reestablish what your worth is, what your love is, what money means to you, what value does it have in your life, and are you, do you have a healthy relationship to money, and are you making money in the right way? All of that comes into play during a Uranus retrograde, and because it is in Taurus, it will affect Tauruses uh, and anyone that has heavy planetary placements in Taurus, notably two degrees. If you have planets that are conjunct 
which is fancy for next to, two degrees Taurus, then yes, those planets and that particular house this sits in uh, will will really give you some um, uh, a personalized kind of attachment and personalized understanding of how this will directly impact you. What's the pro tip for this cycle? Let change happen. It is really hard to stop the train once the sucker starts to move. So the best thing that you can do for yourself, for your spirit, is to have the open-mindedness and the flexibility to see new opportunities that you didn't see before. It is possible that during this cycle, there will be some disruptions or annoyances as it relates to finances and love, but those don't have to be the ones that break you. Those can be the lessons that teach you and you need to allow that lesson to happen. Sit down, pull out a notebook, pull out a pencil and take your notes and allow that to feed your greatest vision. None of this is against you. The universe is not against us, nor is this planetary shift. It is there to move you forward. So allow that shift to happen. Get into your creativity, open up your mind. And if you feel like you're in a situation where you don't know which decision to do, consult the experts, consult your friends, reach out to your network, have these conversations, uh, have these talks, but ultimately take the risk. Let the risk happen to you and take it and take it full speed. Next, we have Neptune in Pisces. So Neptune went retrograde in Pisces on June 18th and is going to be retrograde in the sign till November 23rd, right? I believe that's right before Thanksgiving, so we will have something to be thankful for. (laughs) Now, Neptune has been in Pisces for a long, long time, so you probably know. It's been in in Pisces since 2011, and it is going to be in the sign of Pisces until about 2024. Four, right? Don't quote me on that. Uh, it's it's there for quite some time, and it hasn't been in Pisces um, for a few generations, right? It's one of those long transit planets. So the shift is being seen, and the energy is being seen over a course of a generation, right? So there are the individuals who were born under the Neptune in Pisces uh, will have this in their birth chart and um, it will tell a lot about how they approach their subconscious illusions, how they approach their dreams, humanity, their spirituality, their soul. Uh, It's very karmic in that way as well. Ultimately, Neptune in Pisces amplifies what I would label, you know, the the stereotypical Piscean traits, that uh, expanded emotion, that attachment to fantasy, attachment to uh, the fairy tale, attachment to the illusions of the world. Uh, It it makes things very fluid. There is no black and white with Neptune and Pisces. It's very, very gray. And in this cycle, it may have contributed to some events in in your life and and things that that have happened in your life that didn't always have a right answer, uh, had a lot of uh, subjectivity around it and the people that you may have connected with and the events and um, situations that you have gotten involved in. That is what Neptune in Pisces is doing as a whole and as a standard and has been doing since 2011. When it goes retrograde, it's kind of like a reality check for those events. If you take what has happened from 2011 up until now, this retrograde is pushing you back into that mode 
and making you dissolve whatever illusions that you had around that particular person, place, or thing. This is a retrograde that cuts through the BS. It's where we learn how to uncover and confront the truth, good, bad, or otherwise. We are forced to tap back into reality and discover true meaning in life, in our relationships, in our soul, and the people around us. So this can be a, a mentally exhaustive kind of time and an emotionally exhaustive kind of time because now the world in a retrograde like this looks really blunt. Everything looks really sharp. That contrast is high on the images that we see every single day. And this is also a time where we as a collective and as individuals understand and confront how we have co-created our reality. What parts of the dream did we not wake up from? Uh, what fantasies did we play into to, that led us to certain situations or scenarios? When Jupiter is in Scorpio, as it is now, it helps us and highlights trauma. It puts a spotlight on trauma to where we have to acknowledge when we have been a victim to something. So the Me Too movement and other movements that are speaking to humanity and violence and aggression and pain that is inflicted on others, the fact that it's happening now in Jupiter and Scorpio is not a coincidence, at least for me. Neptune in Pisces, however, uh, Neptune in Pisces retrograde in particular, forces us to look at how we may have contributed to our own circumstances. So with those two instances playing together, it, you find yourself, and many of us will find ourselves, as both victim and villain. We will find ourselves as uh, the healer and the sick right? Uh, we will find ourselves on both sides of those realities because, again, the image is sharper now. And we're going to see where at times we may have been the victim of external forces. Neptune and Pisces ask us to see where we may have created uh, different scenarios and different examples uh, where we have too felt victimized as well. What this forces us to do is not shame ourselves or be depressed or hate ourselves for how we may have uh, involved and how our hands may be dirty just the same. This Neptune retrograde forces us to cast out projections, illusions, and cast out the fantasies so that we can see the multidimensional side of who we are. We can be the hero of a life we may have spent destroying. We can fix it, rebuild it, and we can still hold on to our dreams. But now it's time to see what dreams are worth saving, what dreams are worth letting go, and are we being honest about whether that dream is truly actionable? That is what a Neptune in retrograde cycle helps us to do. Now this cycle will impact Pisceans, of course, and it will also impact anyone with planets that are conjunct 16 degrees Pisces. So a pro tip for this time is to make peace with your past. Make peace with 
clean your hands. <laughs> Make peace with any area of your life that you feel you haven't been dedicating enough of your passion, of your, uh, of your intention, of your attention. Uh, make peace with the parts of your life that you may feel you fell short of. Find a way to connect deeper into your spirituality. Find a spiritual base if you don't have one. Uh, this is also a time to... Um, connect to something greater than yourself. Because once you cut through the image, a lot of times you will find that the world is bigger than what we made a situation out to be or what we found ourselves drowning in for years of our lives. That the world is bigger than that and that we do not have to be stuck in that dream if we don't want to. We can always wake the fuck up. So for the Pisces retrograde, the pro tip of all pro tips is wake up stay woke, stay alert, and be a co-director of your life in a meaningful, progressive way. Next, we got Pluto. So Pluto is very similar to Neptune in that its transit of a particular sign is extremely long and generational. So Pluto's been in Capricorn from 2008, and we're only about the halfway point from when it's... um, when it's going to be time for it to leave, uh, we, we got some time before it exits, right? And this is this particular point where it's retrograding represents a really pivotal moment in what Pluto is doing in Capricorn. So what has it been doing this entire time? Well, Pluto is the sign of radical change. Wherever Pluto goes, it shifts the consciousness and how we feel about a certain set of values. And ultimately, what Neptune may dissolve and what Uranus may simply shake up and rattle for the greater good, Pluto comes in and completely destroys that shit. It completely shows the dark and shadowy nature of a particular energy so that we make a choice. Do we wanna keep it or do we wanna let it go? Now with Pluto in Capricorn, Capricorn is a sign, it is the father of the zodiac. It represents patriarchy, it represents traditions, it represents um, steadfast ideals, it represents responsibility. So in Capricorn, many of us have been challenged to towards taking responsibility or not taking responsibility. Um, wanting to be free, but yet wanting to have control over something. Uh, wanting to have control over other people and things and power and darkness around that power and darkness around that control. Pluto is the equivalent, I heard someone say it's the equivalent of getting one of those like really rough ass, uh, <laughs> rough ass uh, Korean scrubs somewhere. Like if you do one of those like uh, Korean body scrubs and they're like ripping your skin apart, but yet you emerge like beautiful with like an entirely new set of like dermis on the top and you're just shiny and new like a brand new baby. That's what Pluto does when it goes into places and particularly when it goes into retrograde. So this cycle is going to challenge all things Uh, Capricornian. It is going to force us to think about these things and discard all the shit that is not necessary. So again, what Neptune simply reveals to us by dissolving the veil, what uh, Uranus simply uh, makes uncomfortable, Pluto knocks 
the fuck out. It just, it just takes it out. So this is a time where you may see things leave and things actually go on a, on a real deep internal spectrum. Um, what are some of those things? Traditions you don't uh, really subscribe to anymore and don't really suit your lifestyle. Uh, certain levels of responsibilities or burdens. Have you been taking on too much? Have you not been living up to the responsibilities you need to? You are either going to firmly attach to them probably when this, when this retrograde is over, or you are going to get rid of that shit and take that weight off your shoulder. Uh, sexual austerity. So if you have been pretty conservative about how you view sex and sexuality, if you've been a little judgy-wudgy with people and how they live their lives on a sexual basis, that is also a mode and an ideology that you may see completely vanish as you begin to look at yourself more deeply and get in touch and get in tune with your darkness and your shadow side. Uh, You might see that go. If you've been tying yourself to some unimaginable, unrealistic goal because you think that this is the way because your parents said so or because you got to prove it to your friends or because you got to prove it to your significant other or because you started six years ago and you got to finish kind of thing. If you've been strapping yourself to goals that literally have been weighing you down and creating nothing but stress for you, that shit just might go. Just leave it right there on the table because Pluto is going to stress these weak areas of our lives. Um, other, any complexes or, or, uh, or fictional thoughts you have about your authority or your position. What I love most about this retrograde is if you are a person that feels that you've never had control over your life and over yourself, right? Um, Back to the Jupiter and Scorpio setup, Jupiter and Scorpio, that retrograde is going to help you find the point in which you lost control of your life, of yourself, of your person, of your body. Pluto in retrograde is going to remove whatever the fuck that is. And if that, if that still remains, that is the kind of energy that Pluto dissolves and removes. So these retrogrades are helping each other out. And and that's why a lot of these descriptions may even seem a bit similar or or again, like a a level up from the last one, because they're all assisting in different points of our human existence and our evolution as emotional beings on this planet. So it's one thing to find out where the point in which things got crazy and to empower you to take it back. But it's another thing when the power is still too much and when you still feel lost and when you still feel like a victim of this life as opposed to someone in charge of your life, you may need an extra battery. You may need an an extra weapon. You may need some assistance to really help break that down. And that's what this Pluto and retrograde cycle does. It's about collective freedom. It's about collective growth. And it's about seeing yourself in full the beautiful parts of you, the ugly parts of you, and dissolving anything that keeps you ugly. That's pretty much what it is, right? Coupled with the Saturn retrograde, it is, it is going to be, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto alone. It is going to be impossible for anyone to come out without a new way to approach their lives and a new set and a new feeling of empowerment and how they 
approach their lives in general. Um, Plutonian energy, they say, is, is kind of like Mars energy on a higher octave because Pluto, even in retrograde, doesn't wait. Actually, a, a retrograde cycle for Pluto is actually pretty fast because it's out of its normal, very slow, very distant moving. It's, it's kind of frazzled. So now, in order to get back right, Pluto's going to do whatever it needs to do, clean up whatever it needs to clean up and how it relates to those areas I mentioned before, traditions, values, power, control, is gonna clean up whatever needs to get cleaned up so it can get back right. And that is what we are undergoing uh, from now until November, or excuse me, until September. <laughs> September, so we get, we get a couple months before that, September 29th to be exact, right? So we will have that through the summer. Ultimately, the BS needs to go. Pluto was gonna do the heavy lifting in canceling whatever in our lives no longer is needed. That's it. So you may see some shifts in your relationships. You may see some shifts in your career. You may see some shifts in your health. If you've been kind of lazy and just feeling lazy or feeling lethargic or not motivated in terms of taking care of yourself, you'll see some shifts here as well. Because it's all about getting individuals to take their power back, to take who they are back, to take back their bodies, to take back their minds, to take back their souls, right? Uh, this will be something that facilitates a life that is both successful and grounded. And as with Uranus, as with Jupiter and Scorpio, as with Neptune and Pisces, as with all of these retrogrades, help us to facilitate a future reality. So we are, by the time the fall hits, everyone's probably going to look a little bit different than they did at the start of the spring. Now, Capricorns will feel this energy. They're definitely feeling it now because they have Saturn here as well, Saturn in their sign. And anyone who has Capricorn or anyone that has planets that are 20 degrees Capricorn are going to feel this as well. Now, Pluto co-rules Scorpio. So Scorpio will, Scorpios will also feel the need uh, to do some summer cleaning as well. And I can tell you from listening to that recent Drake album, to that recent Future album, the Scorpios are having a moment. <laughs> We're getting some music out of it, but they are having a moment, child, with their emotions. And I can't blame them. They got a lot of stuff going on. Pro tip for everyone here, let it burn. Give in to the cleansing Pluto wants to give you to bring forth a new you. If you lose anything, I don't care if it's your keys, your earring, your phone, something is being taken away in order to put something else back in it. It could be peace of mind. It could be power. It could be something new and shiny and better and beautiful. So don't fight the feeling. Don't fight the feeling. Even if nothing particularly changes in your life, because this is a retrograde, you will change and you will evolve and feel differently and embrace that part of it too, right? Comfort does not build a new reality. If we embrace change and embrace the freedom of thought and movement, the shifts will take us to a brand new, beautiful place. And here we are, my darlings. We are at the end. We are at the last celestial body to speak of as we have been layering, 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 layering on the retrogrades. So at this point, I'm going to do a little bit of a recap because we've spoken about a lot in two parts, which is why this episode was split into two parts. Let's start from the beginning. We talked about Mars retrograde in Aquarius that's going to slow down our drive, slow down 
um, how we move and our invigoration, our excitement, our enthusiasm, our inspiration, right? Mars is slowing down. It's not really what it likes to do, but it's helping us to regain some structure and some footing around where we direct our passions and also where we direct our anger. Uh, from a sexual note, it's going to help us reevaluate who we are as sexual beings, think deep about who we want to be, and maybe try some new approaches to sexuality. It may even put us on a bit of a break, a bit of a you know dry spell, if you will, because we will spend a lot more time in our heads thinking about it than actually doing it. Don't last that long. So if you're already feeling a bit of the crunch, don't worry. It don't last that long. And it's really there for us, again, to re, uh, reassess where we put our energy and our passions. Then we have Jupiter and Scorpio, which is about slowing down the gifts that are highlighted through the Scorpio placement and helping us to sift through all things that keep us stuck, all things that prohibit us from, from living our fullest truth, living in our fullest joy, living in our fullest independence, keeps us uh, rigid and gives us that fluidity. It also helps us to highlight the tragedies and areas of victimization in our lives and speak up and speak boldly about them. We're not hiding our feelings from the world. We're not hiding who we are from the world. And Jupiter in Scorpio does that automatically. And in retrograde, it helps us to find the places where we, we, we started to do that shit in the first place and, and begin to heal that. Then we have Saturn retrograde in Capricorn that shows us where we need to be disciplined forcing us to plan things out, write things down if we want to truly build a life from our dreams. Anything that we've been doing, any burdens that we've been carrying that makes us, um, that slows us down or makes us feel stuck or uh, inhibits us from moving forward, Saturn will begin to uh, break those down and help us to break those down by making us get serious and making us um, get really crystal clear about who we are and what we want. Then we have Uranus and Taurus, which is going to shake up everything we think of when we think values, when we think worth, when we think monetary gain in our relationship to money, but also our relationship to love, indulgence, and, sh and, and self-care, and how we may have been sticking to some ideals and some um, traditions and some ideologies that really don't fit our future goals. And Uranus is going to show us the irritations behind that. And we'll be forced to make some choices. Do we want to stay and do we want to go? And that's what it will be doing as a whole. But in retrograde, it will be challenging our preconceived notions about our life and about our livelihood from the inside. Then we have Neptune in Pisces, dissolving all the bullshit and the illusion. So we've been creating these identities and driving our passions and creating plans based on some shit that ain't even real. Neptune is going to show us the shit that ain't real. So the more deeper we get into the planet, the more deeper we get into the problem. And that takes us into uh, Pluto retrograde and Capricorn. So that Pluto retrograde, once we've gotten past once we've slowed down our energy, put a spotlight on our trauma, put some discipline back in our, back in our lives, gotten some real um, truth around how we've been spending our time and how we've been um, spending our money and how we've been connecting with people, 
we get to the point where we see where all that bullshit came from and how we co-created that reality for ourselves. And now Pluto comes in to take it all away. Whatever the hell does not serve us, whatever the hell does not help us in being the people we want to be and living the lives that we want to be, Pluto just gets rid of it and finds a way to completely obliterate all that is. Uh, If you study yogic philosophy, if you study um, tantric philosophy and spirituality, Pluto is the equivalent of the goddess Kali, who is known as a destroyer, who is known as the goddess of death and war. But on the flip side, she's also the goddess you call on when any obstacle is in your way that you need removed. Any person, place, thing, idea, she is the person that comes in, anchors to your greatest vision and says, I will take this burden from you. I will take this away from you so that you can move forward in your life. And that's what Pluto is. And that's what Plutonian energy is. All of that, in my opinion, is setting the stage for you to do the work and for you to reestablish what Chiron wants you to establish in Aries. Chiron wants you to heal the wound of your identity. If you've been living as a certain person pretty much all your life, at least over the past seven years, then Chiron is asking you to resolve whatever issues, traumas, BS, burdens, everything that all these planets are doing, It's telling you to heal that so that you can emerge as a new, more beautiful, more strong, more elaborate, more graceful, more powerful version of yourself. Chiron is all about who you are in this world. And when we talk about identity and reshaping our identity, we're talking about reshaping all of the things that these planets are in retrograde trying to help us do trying to get the people out of our lives that don't need to be there, trying to help us make us more money and, and, and do more with our lives and add more value to this world, helping us to reclaim our power and feel confident in ourselves and speak our truth. All of that goes into one's identity and establishes one, one's identity. So I find that connection really powerful because we are in the time where we must heal the wound of our identity and we have all of these planets and all of these placements retrograding at the same time to facilitate that goal pretty neat i think pretty dope some of the major themes of chiron and aries being in retrograde is the hyper focus on self-sufficiency independence and growth you're gonna go through a selfish phase (laughs) that is that is how i uh I kind of categorize it. It is going to be a selfish phase, but not in the way we normally view uh, selfishness. Uh, Chiron's placement really targets our feelings about our identity. It helps us discover the insecurities and the uncertainties about our worth and answers the questions or helps us answer the questions. Are we good enough? Are we bringing enough to the table? And Are we showing our true selves? Are we being our true selves? Chiron and Aries retrograde is all about healing our ego and our sense of who we are. So no matter what has happened to you, no matter what these other planets are going to dig up for you in terms of your wounds, your pains, your sadness, your burdens, your heartbreaks, Chiron and Aries in retrograde ask you to confront that, take it all together, put it all in a pile, set that shit on fire, move on and reemerge as the person you were meant 
to be. Embrace the weird, quirky, unusual, out-of-the-box view of yourself. I think this is a welcome antidote to what I feel has been a decade of people trying to change themselves so that they can become just like everyone else. Men and women going through surgery, athletes doping up, trying to be great, trying to be just as great as somebody else instead of letting their own unique talent shine. There's been a lot of identity crisis going on. People going on reality TV and like trying to be this person from a reality TV episode. There's been a lot of duplications. We've been seeing the same kind of hair, the same kind of styles, the same kind of attitudes, the same kind of this, the same kind of that. And in a culture that's been, oh, I'm just doing me. Nah, you're really just doing everybody else. You're really just trying to be everybody else. And Chiron and Aries, this retrograde placement, is going to force everyone to say, no, this is who I am up against this is who you are. And make those distinctions very, very, very clear. So this is a time for all of us to learn how to embrace that very thing and let our egos work for us, not against us. It's not about being an asshole and being self-important and being uh, self-righteous or self-indulgent. It is about you being really happy and comfortable with yourself and for that kind of energy to radiate everywhere you go. We are going to experience this uh, Chiron and Aries energy as a whole, uh, kind of in and out Chiron, Aries, Chiron, Pisces. (laughs) We're going to do that for about a year, but Chiron will fully settle into Aries in 2019. But the energy work and the real kind of how we move into healing that wound happens in 2018. We're going to see a lot of that work. So this is a time for self-realization and coming into a new understanding and embracing that individual uniqueness and who you are on earth to be and what you are meant to contribute. The fundamental questions of who am I will be explored during this retrograde transit. Uh, We have the opportunity to heal all of those old wounds that tie directly into how we feel about ourselves and how we measure up, again, against our own expectations. Now, Aries, my Aries folks, they will be impacted by this pretty heavily. So you may see some Aries people just be like, you know what, fuck it, this is who I am, this is what I'm about. (laughs) You can tell that they have hit that realization point maybe faster than others. But if you have planets that are uh, conjunct two degrees Aries, you are also going to be feeling this as well. If you have Aries as your ascendant, Aries in your first house, you are going to be feeling all of this and have um, a unique push to put yourself out there and not feel afraid and not feel worried about if someone's laughing at you, if someone doesn't like you, because you know who you are and you are confident in who you are. A pro tip for this time is to rediscover what makes you you and embrace that. For me personally, I used to be a woman that danced all the time, uh, highly creative, I painted, I did art, I did all these things, and over, the, over time, life, dwindled and life became the focal point and I needed to spend my energy towards doing things that didn't really serve my soul. And I put a lot of my energy into relationships that didn't really solve uh, and, and soothe my soul. And in this transit, I find myself wanting to dance again and paint again and Uh, enjoy things by myself or even if it's with others it's just 
I'm fully me in these situations and fully myself in these situations. And that's something I personally haven't felt in a very long time. So you may find that energy in your world as well and embrace it. There is no uh, particular thing I, I you need to do, but if you want to change the hair, change the hair. If you want to uh, drop the weight, drop the weight. If you want to add some weight, add the weight. If you want to rediscover your hobbies, your passions, do that. If you want to change jobs or quit your whole job altogether and go into business for yourself, do that. It is all about rediscovering your true identity, your true nature, and leaning fully into that. That, my darlings, was a lot. <laughs> we got a lot going on. And as always, I got to hit you with the disclaimer. When we talk astrology, we're talking about energetic potential. We're talking about opportunities for change. Now, I'm going to tell you you should pay attention to those. But if you want to know more about how that energy really uh, will affect you or the energy potential that it has in your personal life, you need that birth chart. So when I talked about those degrees... That's for you to reference your birth chart. Figure out where, uh, which planets are within the degrees of that particular sign. And you will also see if these retrogrades are impacting you, right? And when I'm talking about your birth chart, I'm talking about your natal chart. When these planets transit certain sign groups and certain houses, and when they retrograde in those houses and signs, even though it's happening in present day, it has an impact on those areas uh, fundamentally in your chart. So that's how the transits work. So if someone's um, Jupiter is actually transiting their eighth house currently, and their eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, and they have a few planets that are in their eighth house already, there is going to be a spotlight there with Scorpio energy related to the planets in their natal chart, right? So if they have Venus in Scorpio in the eighth house, and we currently have Jupiter transiting that particular house, there's going to be a spotlight placed on the traumas, the control issues, the power, the feeling of independence as it relates to long-term partnerships, as it relates to uh, wealth and money, and as it relates to the deeper elements of feeling controlled and being controlled in their lifetime. So they're feeling it kind of in a, in a real like deep way. That's kind, of a, that's kind of like a double dose of what that transit is going to look like for them. Jupiter is not just putting a spotlight on that sign and on that energy, but on how that energy is manifested in that particular house, which is a which is a position in our lives, themes and major focal points in our lives. So it's important that if you want that real in-depth understanding, that's what you need to go get. There's several ways to get it. There's several sites. You go to astro.com, you go to Cafe Astrology, which I think swings you back to astro.com. But those sites are really comprehensive if you want to just pull your own. If you want to consult with a professional astrologer, you can always hit me up at thehealingview.com and I'll be more than happy uh, to to consult with you and services related to that, not just the birth chart itself, but the interpretations around that for your personal endeavors in your life. As always, take this energy, see its potential, 
And it's all about using it to work for us, not against us. So whatever upheavals, disruptions, crazy that you feel in this time, take it with ease, take it with patience, take it with pride, because it's all for us leading to a new identity and a new shape of our lives and and who we are and a more powerful version of who we are, if you ask me. So with that said, my darlings, thank you for listening please hit me up in the comments or on my website with any questions. And as always, happy, happy healing.